Hey, it's your host, Mark Santiago, and I'm excited to introduce you to the next level of this podcast, Empowered AF 2.0. 2.0. In this next stage of Empowered AF, we're going to dive deeper into what it means to be an empowered man in his most advanced form. I'm talking healthy communication, healthy lifestyle, both physically and emotionally, and evolving into the man you've always wanted to be. So stick around and join me in this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. Hey guys, welcome to Empowered AF 2.0. And today I'm gonna answer some of the best questions that I get from my Facebook group, from email, from social media, et cetera, to really help you guys understand that, hey, number one, you're not alone. And number two, the same question you're probably asking is the same question somebody else had the balls to ask me, and now I'm gonna answer them. So if you're that guy, you've been afraid to ask questions, get in my group, get in my podcast, my YouTube channel, Go ask the questions to get you the answers. But here's the thing, don't worry if the the question is dumb. Don't worry if it looks stupid. You're not gonna look stupid. There's no such thing as a dumb question. Now there are bad questions and there are good questions. And I'll teach you, sometimes I'll reframe the question for you to help you understand that, hey, that question is probably not the best question. Let's reframe that and let's ask that a different way. But if you don't know that, don't worry about it. Just go ahead, ask the question. So the first question I wanna answer is this. In a cohabitating separation for two months, sleeping in separate rooms, but things are civil, should I invite her to have sex to see if things move along? Now, it's a great question, right? <laughs> great question from the sense of, you know, your dick is wanting some pussy. That's, that's where he's at. He's been two months without it. He's probably done jerking off enough. He wants to get some real pussy. And I don't blame him for asking that question. But here's the thing, is the root of this question is, what this man is saying is, I want connection with my wife. I feel alone, I feel rejected, and I don't feel connected to her. Can I come to her and say, we've been separated for two months, we're living in the same house, but in separate rooms, can we please connect? Because I'm dying for connection here. That's what he's saying. And there's nothing wrong with that feeling. There's nothing wrong with even wanting to have sex with your wife. Of course, that's a great thing, right? But in this context, in this situation, when your wife and you are separated, the rules of marriage don't apply anymore like they used to. That's why I created my training that you probably all got, the rules of engagement. And that's because when your wife has stepped out of the marriage, when she said, I don't wanna be married anymore, when she's said, hey, I want a divorce, when she takes her ring off, all of those things, and any of those things happen, what they're saying is, look, the marriage we had is over, buddy. It's over. And the only way for a man to truly move forward is to create a new marriage or to move on. It's the two options you have. You either create a new marriage with her or you move on. How do you create a new marriage? great question. That's the kind of question you should be asking, right? Creating a marriage looks like you taking ownership over your shit. It looks like you not blaming her for things. It looks like you being a leader and being responsible for what you can be responsible for. Setting healthy boundaries, learning how not to manipulate her anymore, learning how to communicate powerfully and in a way that demands respect. That's how you start to create a new marriage. So what this guy's asking is a valid question. Should I invite her to have sex and see if things move along. What he's saying is basically, I wanna have connection, and maybe if we have sex, that we'll have those good feelings again, and if we have those good feelings again, then maybe we'll be okay. But look, man, that's not how women work. Women weren't designed that way. Women don't think with their vaginas like men think with their dicks. It just doesn't happen, right? The way they think is emotional. They don't think physical. Some women do, and there's always an exception to the rule. But at the end of the day, most women think emotionally, not physically. So for her, the physical part of it is important. It's, it's important just like it is to men. 
different though than it is to men. With her, it's about safety and security. And so for her to give your, her, your, her body can mean one of two things. One, she feels safe enough to give you her body and she doesn't wanna do it with somebody else. But number two, may not mean anything. And I see this all the time where a guy will say, yeah, we've been on the outs and well, man, last night we got a little drunk and man, we fucked, it was great, it was amazing sex. We didn't have sex like that in forever. And uh, yeah, this morning she's mad at me again. Like, I can't figure it out. Thought we had great sex. That's because women don't think that way. They just don't. They're not wired to think that way. They can have sex with you, but still be upset with you and still be emotionally disconnected from you. They don't want to do it that way though, because that's not, uh, that's not connecting sex. They want to be emotionally secure with you, but some women are able to do that. So like, so if you're going to her and saying, oh, let's have sex, maybe it'll fulfill a short-term temporary need, but what you're really doing is setting yourself up for failure. That's right. You're setting yourself up for failure. Here's what I mean, is because when you open yourself up physically to her, you're also opening yourself up emotionally to her. You're saying, I still love you, I still want to be with you. All of those things and all those feelings are good, but if she's not in that place and you're trying to put that on her and she's not ready for that and she's not open to that, that's where it becomes dangerous. That's where it becomes your heart being put out there, ready to be squashed. It's not that your wife wants to hurt you. It's not that she wants to be mean and evil and all those things, but if she's emotionally disconnected from you and you're coming to her with your dick on a platter and basically saying, hey, can we please fuck? You may not get it. You may get it, but it may not be what you want. And what I mean by that is because you may have sex with her and it may rekindle some things, but it really becomes manipulation. It really becomes about if I can have sex with her and make her miss me, make her miss my dick, make her miss my whatever, because you're so good at sex, make her miss those things, what you actually start missing out on is the real substance to the problem. You, you start to miss out on what got you here in the first place. I did this so many times in my last marriage where I used sex as a tool to lure her back into a relationship and it was manipulation. It was my way of manipulating because I didn't want to face the fear of rejection. I didn't want to face the not having her in my life and so using sex as my tool was the way for me to have validation in my life. And so while it may have worked in circumstances and it may have gotten her back, it never fixed the underlying cause. Guys, men are, men are really good at putting duct tape on everything. I bet you're watching this, you're like, oh man, yeah, that's me, right? You see a problem and you put duct tape on it. Maybe, maybe you see that old pipe there, and you're like, well, I'd rather not replace the whole pipe that's gonna cost a lot of money, so let me put some duct tape around it. Instead of actually investing in the pipe, investing in the hole that needs to be fixed and fixing the root cause, you just put duct tape over it. When it starts to leak, you take the duct tape off and put more duct tape on it. Because duct tape fixes everything in a man's mind. But unfortunately, relationships don't work like that. Because every time you try to put some emotional duct tape over your wife's uh, situation, over the situation with your wife, your marriage, whatever, that eventually that thing keeps leaking and eventually you have a busted pipe that can't be fixed with duct tape. In fact, what I would say is it's actually doing more damage than good because you're just delaying the inevitable instead of dealing with the thing. All right, let's move on to the next question. What leads to intimacy and sexual intimacy? How do I communicate how important sexual intimacy is in a marriage? This is a great question. This is actually a great question. <clears throat> the reason it's a great question is because he's coming at it from the place of saying, I want to communicate with my wife that sex is important to me, 
And he's also trying to understand is what leads to this intimacy? What is it? Let me tell you this, it starts with emotions. It starts with an emotional connection, especially for women. Women want to feel emotionally connected. And if they don't feel emotionally connected, it's hard for them to be physically present. Say that again. If a woman doesn't feel emotionally connected, it's hard for her to feel physically connected or physically present. So even though she can have sex and be a part of it, emotionally, if she's not connected, it's not fulfilling. It's not filling her cup. Maybe she can have an orgasm because women know their bodies and they know how to do that. But they can also do that with a vibrator. I mean, do you just want to be a vibrator for her? Why not just go get her a vibrator? Like, if that's all you are, if you're just a tool for her and you're just using her, what does that really say about you? And if she's just using you and you're using her, what does that say about the relationship? Like, is it a relationship? Or is this just a relationship founded on what? What is it founded upon? Just sex? Okay, cool. If that's you, if that's what you want, great. I'm not here to judge you. But what I am here is to awaken you to what is possible. Because sex isn't just a tool for getting off. It is a tool for intimacy to create a stronger bond in a relationship. Because every time you have sex from a place of strength, not from a place of weakness, a place of strength means that I'm coming to you because I have something to give you. I know all the raunchy jokes can get thrown with that, but I have something to give you. At the same time, you have something to give me. And in doing so, we create a bond because it's like literally it's it's in your eyes, it's it's in your brain. When you have orgasm, the, 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 the synopsis at fire and the connection that happens, that's why if you have sex and you have your eyes open and you look at her and she looks at you, there's a connecting that happens every time you have an orgasm with your eyes open looking at her. It's so much more powerful. If you're in a relationship where you're still having sex, do that, try it. Pro tip, I'm telling you it works. It's an amazing thing. And so what leading to intimacy is emotional connection. So where does emotional connection even come from, right? Emotional connection always comes from a place of vulnerability. It comes from a place of vulnerability. And that means that, that you as a man get to play the part of vulnerable savior or vulnerable, uh, vulnerable Superman, okay? And what I mean by that is that we all wanna be saviors, we all wanna be Superman, but you gotta be vulnerable. It's great that you're strong. It's great that you're a roughneck. It's great that you have a job and you provide and you're a good dad. It's great that you do all those things. But what your wife is looking for is for vulnerability, for a softness, a tenderness to you. Because emotional connection can't happen with something hard. It can only happen with something pliable and soft. And so when you ask about what leads to intimacy, intimacy, I remember it being said by a pastor, is into me you see. Into me you see. Intimacy is essentially saying, hey, here's my heart. You can see into me. And as a man, when you do that, when you're vulnerable like that, when you say, honey, these things I've experienced, they hurt. And when you share what you feel about things, but from a place of healthiness, not grunting, I'm fucking pissed, this fucking hurts, blah, 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 right? But, but articulating Wow, when I experienced this, it put me into a state of contraction. And that made me feel fear because I didn't have control over my circumstances. Some of you are like, what, that's some shit, blah, blah, that's some beta shit, whatever. Bro, fuck you, get off my channel. <laughs> that's all I got to say for you. But for those of you who want to be real men, because real men are vulnerable. Real men actually, in my opinion, are open and they, and they share their hearts with their wives. It's not that you have to be a sissy. 
And not that you have to be some just crybaby. I'm not saying that. What I am saying though is that your wife is craving that intimacy. She wants to know you. She wants to know how you feel. She wants to understand what's going on. Now, I gotta caveat this because a lot of times guys will be in the situation they're in, they'll come and they'll listen to my stuff and next thing you know they go and just like go back to their wife and share all this stuff and their wife is not a safe place for them. So before you try to build intimacy with your wife, you need to ask yourself, is she a safe place for me to be vulnerable? What I mean, what I mean by that is this, is that has your wife done one of those things? Has she cheated on you? Says she doesn't love you anymore? Says she doesn't want to be married to you anymore? Has she done those things? Because if she has done those things, the rules of engagement dictate that we do not uh, completely open ourselves up emotionally to her. And that doesn't mean we hide from her. What it means is that we, we get to choose and determine who we share vulnerably with and who we do not. And if she has basically said, hey, I'm not one of those people, then you don't share with her those things. Why? Because if, if, if you're saying, if I'm saying to somebody, hey, I, I don't really want to know how you feel, and then you come to me and start telling me how you feel, I would feel like you're being obnoxious. I'd feel like you're being challenging. I'd feel like you're trying to manipulate me. And that's what women feel every time you do that. Because what'll happen is this, and I've seen this a million times, and we've served over 3,000 men, uh, paying clients at Empowered Man over the last couple of years. And, and what we'll see is a man will come to a situation where his wife wants out of the marriage, she's cheating, has an affair, kicks him out, whatever. And he suddenly will become a crybaby. He suddenly will become very, very vulnerable and very almost weak in a sense. And he just cries all the time and all this. And, 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 and it vacillates because he's going through the grieving period. And he doesn't have regulation on his emotions because he's never dealt with a lot of these things. He's, he's suppressed a lot of these emotions. And so if you're the type of guy that does that, I'm telling you, your wife is not gonna be into or interested in your feelings or emotions at this point. Why? Because she doesn't give a fuck about you at this point. You know what I mean? She, she might love you, but not love you. And what that means is she cares about you as a human, but she doesn't really care what you feel anymore. So as much as if you wanna have emotional connection, but your wife is leaned out of the marriage, I would caution you against trying to have sex with her. I would caution you against trying to, you know, have these deep, long conversations with her because a lot of that is just you trying to manipulate her into an emotional connection that she doesn't want to have. So you say, what really leads to emotional intimacy when you're separated or when you're going through a divorce? It's, it's a couple of things. Number one, it's letting go of the outcome. What we call here in empowerment, detaching from the outcome. And that is that you are, you are detached from the idea that you have to save. You are detached from the idea of having to make something happen with her. And you become more attached to the idea of the process, or not the idea, but the process of becoming an empowered man. Because every time you go to her and try to manipulate her, you're a disempowered man. You're a disempowered man. You are disempowering yourself instead of empowering yourself. And she knows it and she feels it, and that's why she wears the pants. That's why she has all the control in the relationship, because you are disempowered. But when you pull back from that and you decide to focus on a proven process of empowerment where you begin to articulate and communicate in healthy ways, where you set boundaries that demand respect, where you start to own your shit and not blame her and hit the she button, where you start to lead and be decisive and make decisions and move on with your life in a sense, that creates something, what I call the vacuum. It's a vacuum effect. We call it neutral woman here at Empowered Man. And that's because that once we start to actually empower ourselves, it's not that we stop loving our wives, it's not that we don't wanna be married to them anymore, but it's that we start to find our happiness outside of her 
And we start to find our security and our identity as men outside of the relationship. Because part of what's dooming your relationship right now is the fact that you are identifying your your, your personhood through this relationship. As if you're of no value if you aren't a husband or a father right now. And that is not the case. I can't tell you how many times I've heard guys say that and I felt that. When I was going through my separation and divorce, where it was like, who am I if I'm not a father? Who am I if I'm not a husband? Who am I? And it's like, but what happened to that 13-year-old young man? What happened to that 18-year-old, that 23-year-old who wanted to conquer the world, who wanted to do great things, who wanted to overcome obstacles? What happened to that guy? That guy became Disney dad. That guy became a, a, a lump on a log. That guy became domesticated. That guy's not wild and free anymore. That guy's not unfettered. That guy's in chains. And we have to find that empowerment again. Because when we find that power, we become sexy as fuck to our wives. When when we become the type of man that says, hey, I'm going to communicate in a healthy way, and this is what communication looks like, and we lead in communication, when we set boundaries, hey, it's not okay for me to do that. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to try to have sex with you, whatever. When we set that boundary for ourselves, and you don't have to tell her that, you just do it. You just, nope, not going to do it. Even if she gives you the opportunity, you say, I'm going to respect your boundaries because I know that you don't want to be in the marriage right now, and that's okay. I'm respecting that until you feel like you're ready to be a part of this marriage, and you stand back from that. And, and you set that boundary or, or when you start making decisions with about the kids and instead of asking her every little thing, what do you want me to do with this? And how should I do this? And how should I do that? And what should I do here? And how should I, all of those things, when, when all that gets put to rest and it's no longer part of the equation, holy shit, she sees you as a leader. She starts to see you as a man who's not trying to manipulate her. She starts to notice that you're not blaming her for everything. You've gone from being a disempowered man to an empowered man. That is is the key. We have time for one more. All right, love this question here. What if you don't want to move on? Am I sucker for wanting to still, wanting to try and save my marriage? I mean, what a question. I appreciate this guy's vulnerability. But here's the thing, is that you're not a sucker for wanting to try to save your marriage. Anybody that tells you that's stupid, number one. Um, You're not a sucker for wanting to save this thing, but you're a sucker if you allow yourself to continuously be taken advantage of, continuously be manipulated, continuously have no boundaries. That's when you become a sucker. There's nothing wrong with the feeling of wanting to save your marriage and, and possibly creating a new marriage with your wife, right? That's a healthy thing. There's nothing wrong with that. But what happens is we, we turn a blind eye we, we, we start focusing on the wrong thing. And here's why. is because so many men are so wrapped up in their ego, they're not even seeing it. See, they, they think that this whole situation about their wives or whatever has something to do with the fact that they love their wife. Now, granted, I will say, we love our wives. But really, a lot of what's going on is your ego. And your ego can't fathom the fact that somebody would reject you. That somebody would say, no, I don't don't want to be married to you anymore. We can't fathom that. We feel loss. Loss and lost. And a man with ego doesn't know how to really separate himself from the situation and recognize that his wife is in pain. Let me ask you this question. Think about this. If, If your wife came to you and she was in pain over what somebody else had done to her, a girlfriend, a friend, 
a cousin, a family member who'd hurt her and said some things or did some things that made her feel hurt, would you not want to defend her? Would you not say, honey, don't go back over there again. You don't need to be a part of that, that situation. That's toxic. Get away from that person. Don't, don't go there. Would you not? Of course you would. You would encourage her to have space. You would encourage her to, to, to break free from that situation because you don't want your wife going through that hurt and that pain. But yet when it comes to us, we're so wrapped in our egos, we can't even see that we have caused pain. And while that pain may not have been purposeful or malicious, it's still pain. Guys, you're not a perfect husband. You're just not. I am not a perfect husband. I am not. I still do things that affect my wife, that make her feel pain without even purposely doing it. One of my favorite things is when there's an expectation that I didn't know about that I'm suddenly in trouble for. And what, what happens is, is the fear is that I've done something wrong that's caused her pain, but I didn't feel like I did anything wrong, right? And that's where defensiveness comes from. And so overwhelmingly what we wanna do is then jump to the defense because our ego comes up and it says, oh, I didn't do anything wrong. That's, that's on you, blah, 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 all these things. And what that does is destroy intimacy in the process. Why? Because we can't see things for what they are. But if you can start to separate yourself from the situation and start to see through her lens and what she's experienced, you at least start to understand the importance of dealing with the pain in front of you, the, the importance of being honest and vulnerable with her. Just like I've said before about the vulnerability here, right? Because we want her to feel safe and secure. Her feeling safe and secure leads to intimacy. This is why we say that men must become empowered because as a disempowered man, Every day, what you're doing is pushing your wife further and further away. Every day. Because when you're in a disempowered state, your ego is in charge. You come and go as you please and, and, and have no regard for, for who she is and what she wants out of life. Your job, your career, everything else is more important. Your buddies are more important. Everything's more important. But then as soon as she wants to get away, you become that vacuum. You can't leave me. You can't do this to me. We have a covenant. You, you, you can't just do this to me. And we feel that abandonment and that rejection in our hearts. I would question you in this is that dealing with this situation is more than likely gonna bring up issues from your past. I'm not a therapist, not here to therapize you, but I know when I walk through my own situation, one of the very things that came up was that the feeling of my wife abandoning me and moving out and going, living another lifestyle brought up feelings of abandonment from when my own father died. And I started to see the correlation between the two and started to see the power that, that my own dad's death had created a story and narrative in me that people are just gonna abandon me, that the people I, I'm close to are going to abandon me. So why try and, and why really lean in? And so I wasn't a great husband. I was a good husband in some ways, but a shitty husband in a lot of ways. And I had a lot to learn. And going through that process, I recognized, well, wait a second, maybe, maybe I ought not to be crying for me, and maybe I ought to be crying for her. Uh, maybe she's also going through pain, and, and maybe that her choosing the life that she's choosing is actually causing great irreparable damage to her, and yet here I am crying, woe is me, woe is me, woe is me. 
who really loves? Because if you really love her, maybe you care more about her than you care about yourself, right? There's some things here that you have to really look at and some things that you have to get vulnerable with yourself on so that you fully understand that this whole situation isn't about you. It's not even about her. It's about your empowerment. And when I say your empowerment, I'm talking about how you show up as a man, your future self, your legacy, your children. It's so much bigger than this situation. Your marriage is like a finite little thing here in the big grand scheme of things. I like the movie Gladiator when he says, what you do on earth will echo into eternity. It echoes into eternity. I hope I didn't say that wrong, but it echoes into eternity. I love that because it's true. It's like what we do here echoes into eternity and what people can repeat and say, like, what are your children repeating from what you've taught them? Not just with your words, but with your actions. Are they watching you curl up in a ball and want to just die and drink yourself to death or, or just smoke pot all day and just whatever, do nothing and just be lazy and, and, and whatever? Or are they seeing a man who says, you know what, guys, this hurts, but I'm going to continue to move forward in this process that I'm in, that I'm choosing not to live a disempowered life, but I'm choosing to live an empowered life. Are you that type of man? Are you the type of man who decides, I don't want to be disempowered anymore, but I want to be empowered? And if you are, I want to encourage you to book a call with my team. Empoweredman.co slash book. Empoweredman.co slash book. Get on a call with my team and talk about how we can help you go from being a disempowered man who has no control over anything, doesn't know how to communicate, has no boundaries, isn't owning a shit, isn't leading anything to become an empowered man who leads powerfully, who steps into leadership, who loves his wife fiercely, who is a father for his children. And regardless of the outcome, because he's not doing this predicated on the outcome, he's doing this because he wants to be empowered, whether in this relationship or the next. That's you challenging you to book a call their team, empoweredman.co slash book. And I will see you on the other side. Hey, thanks again for joining us on this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. If you're new here, thanks for checking out this episode. And I encourage you to take a visit back to the first episodes in this podcast. Look, we have over 50 episodes on the foundations of how to be an empowered man. I'm talking about in your relationship with your wife, your kids, your work, your boss, whoever and whomever. And I highly suggest you take some time to listen and gain some insight and knowledge from those episodes. And hey, if you want to connect with me deeper, be sure to check out the Empowered Man group. That's empoweredman.co slash group empoweredman.co slash group for latest information and to join our group of other men who are wanting to be empowered just like you. Until then, this is Mark signing off, Empowered AF 2.0.